I had, I as as is unfortunate. I did not watch PBS. I watched a lot of cable as a kid, um, and it shows. Yeah, I know it shows. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showdown 2023. The same musical theater bracket podcast you love, just with a new name. This year, it's all about Tony performances. My name is Alex Schneidman. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Showdown, our second episode of the season. We're covering the right side of the bracket, but it's still round one. So we still have 32 songs left to go. Uh, last week, Maddie and Ruchir helped us uh, narrow down the left side. And this this week, we have two incredible guests, one who you've heard before, one who you've never heard before. Uh, and I'll ask them to introduce themselves. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm really happy to be back for the third time. Um, hi, Podcast Nation, Bracket Nation. I don't know what to call you. Um, it's me, Robert Cunningham, here again, pronouns he, they, willing to shave. Um, I am an actor and a writer. Why are you guys laughing? That's not funny. It's true. Wow, this is going to be a long episode, you all. Um, anyway, um, no, I'm just going to stop talking. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> okay, and Felicia. Hello, um, my name is Felicia Odoo. This is my first time ever doing the podcast. Um, I didn't listen to it for a while because I thought it would have nothing to do with me. And then I was invested and here I am. Um, I would be willing to shave if I grew facial hair, but I don't. I'm an actor and a playwright. Um, and that is all I have to say for now. Incredible. Excellent. Welcome, Felicia. Welcome back, Robert. Um, we're just going to dive right into it. We're going, we, we're cooking with gas. All right. The first matchup we have is the closest matchup of the week. And I think that that is a grave abomination. I think that's very bad. It's between Spring Awakening 2007 and Les Miserables 1980, whatever. Um, I think this one is not close at all, but the public decided it was close. Do either of you have anything to say? I can start. <laughs> Hit um, us. Um, yeah, I um, I wasn't into Les Mis. I didn't also, let me preface for any, anyone who doesn't know me who's listening. I'm not a super uh, musical theater person. So most of these shows I maybe have heard of, but never seen or listened to or didn't know at all. Never seen Spring Awakening. I saw the movie of Les Mis. Um, so I am kind of just going in blind and open-minded. Les Mis didn't do it for me. I felt like it was, uh, supposed to be very like, uh, moving and the, like the crowd, uh, them moving as a mass. It did nothing. It felt static. Spring Awakening, surprise, surprise. Listen, Leah Michelle is racist and illiterate, but she can sing. And I enjoyed Spring Awakening <laughs> more than I thought I would. The lights, the harmonies, the stomping, it was very cathartic. And I was moved by it. Whereas Les Mis didn't really move me at all. So there's that. Robert, you got, you have anything to attribute? Felicia, you are speaking my language here. 
Um, I do have to say, I also, as someone who isn't a huge musical theater person, but has a great appreciation for it, um, I've never seen Spring Awakening, but I have seen Les Mis a few times. Um, Eponine's voice ruined it for me initially. I was like, "Where? What are you doing, baby?" Um, and I like by the end, I I am a sucker for that the cathartic like epic moment at the end of that Tony performance. And I will say, I'm just taking a step back. Uh, this is the way I'm approaching all of them. Like as a former film slash RTV flop major at Northwestern University, I'm a visual learner. And I, what I love about this bracket specifically is a show could be amazing. Performances could be amazing, et cetera, in the show or like when you listen to it. But this is about what you do in anywhere from two and a half to 10 minutes. And if you don't sell me, you, you're not going to be win. And Spring Awakening also, I love when the audience is on stage or like your the actors are going through the audience. It just makes it so much more palpable and fun. It makes me want to see the show, that entire performance. And like, yeah, it was angsty excellence. Spring Awakening was just so much better than Les Mis in terms of this Tony Award performance in my eyes. Well, I'm, I'm glad we, we spoke about this even briefly because it, it gives the listeners some insight into where you two might be coming from on this, uh, on this journey. Uh, we welcome all perspectives here at Showdown, uh, even the RTV flops. Um, we'll start with Felicia. You're going to vote first because you are first on my screen. Okay, You have five votes. Feel free to split them however you like. Cool. Um... I think I'm going to give all five of my votes to Spring Awakening. Wow. Robert? I am going to give four to Spring Awakening. I'm going to give one to Les Mis. All right. So this one was close. Uh, Spring Awakening beat Les Mis in the public vote by one vote, um, which is embarrassing for the voting public, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, we get the presidents we deserve. Um with your guys, with, with with you two voting for it so overwhelmingly, uh, it wins the cumulative vote and advances to the next round. All right, moving on. Next up, we have another very close matchup. In fact, a matchup I put on to Instagram to see what the masses might think. It is between Oklahoma, the 2019 Tony performance, versus Hair, the 1969 Tony performance. Um, I'm, I'm seeing heads nodding. I'm seeing heads shaking. I'm, I'm curious where the minds are at. Yeah, I'll jump in first. This one, I get why it's close. It, it, was, it was a tough one for me to kind of decide. I'm glad that we have those five votes. Um, as... Someone who participated in the Summer of Love 2016 Northwestern when I did hair um, with the one, the only Mariah Copeland, um, that was an experience. But also, I think I had a little bit of bias going into watching this performance. But like, it was just so one very long. Like, it's crazy how some of the older performances were like. It felt like you're doing the entire show. Uh, but yeah, but like, I just think like you think of the context of when this was performed. It's like such a radical performance. I thought. It was very raw. It was very emotional. And also they were so like laid back and sure of themselves throughout, which is like a huge part of the show too. And it's so heightened. I just thought there was a lot going on. And then with Oklahoma, again, I think their performance, like it was a really unique remount and like it made me want to see it. Um, also, again, I love an audience on stage most times. And I think overall it was good. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to split up these votes. So I'm curious to hear what Felicia says. Yeah, I, um, it was also, it was interesting for the shows that I kind of know guessing what they would perform. And I just assumed hair was going to do, uh, Aquarius. And so I was like, oh, this is long and different from what I thought it would be. Um, but I will say between the two, I I like I I wasn't in love with either of them, but I felt like Hair's performance was just a much stronger overall ensemble because Oklahoma, the soloist at the beginning, baby, I was buckled in and I was ready, mm-hmm. and then the ensemble came in and I just was like, huh, okay, like it was fine, it sounded good, it wasn't bad, um, but. It's interesting you said it made you want to see the show. For me, I just was like, okay, fine. I felt like they were trying to tell me you want to see this show and trying to prove that I would want to see it. And I was like, "Mm, no, you proved wrong. Whereas with hair, I came into it. And at first I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how much I'll be into this. But by the end, I was really engaged in the rapture. So I'm leaning toward hair on this one. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I kind of want to vote. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Sorry, there's some, some vehicles outside my, uh, my, my window here. Let's vote and see what happens. Uh, Felicia, you are still at the front of my screen, so uh, you've got five votes. Where are they going? I think I will give um, four votes to Hare and one vote to Oklahoma. All right. Robert? And uh, for hair, ooh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give hair three, and I'm gonna give Oklahoma two. All right. So as I said, this one was close, um, but hair did win the uh, the public vote, and with you guys giving it most of the podcast vote, it advances. Uh, I'm I love that Oklahoma performance, but I I understand this uh, this decision. Look at us, we are cooking, baby. We are moving on to our next closest matchup. It is between uh, Gypsy, the 2003 production with Bernadette Peters, versus Thoroughly Modern Millie, a Sutton Foster showcase. Um, what do you guys have to say? Yeah. Gypsy, yeah. Miss Bernadette, mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know Gypsy and I don't know Thoroughly Modern Millie, but Miss Bernadette Peters with no set, with no ensemble, with no major choreography, just her voice did it for me. And the other thing too, is that I think sometimes with, um, excuse me, with musical theater performances, sometimes, unfortunately, I feel like the acting can be sacrificed for technique and for the song sounding good. And I was enraptured by her acting as well as her singing. And Thoroughly Modern Millie, um, it was fun, but I just don't think it held up next to Miss Bernadette Peters. And that's pretty much where I stand on that. Wow. Robert? Okay. Like, this one was a, a tough one for me, too, because I 
first and foremost, I'm going to start start with Millie. Um, Happy Women's History Month. It's an anthem for that month, I have to say. I'm glad I got to listen and watch it this month of all months. <laughs> um, but I also... Okay, anyway. I also... I lean towards loving an ensemble moment as opposed to just one person in a Tony Award performance. And believe me, for me, for me, like she killed it. She was amazing. Like at first I was like, okay, okay. Then I was like, no, she got me by the end. Bernadette, there's a reason she she's doing this or that she did this. Um, I think I like them for different reasons. I think Millie was really fun. I love a tap number. I'm a sucker for it. Um, and yeah, I, again, this one, I'm, I'm, I don't feel too strongly about, about either one. I'm going to probably in the moment, just decide where to give the votes. Okay. Interesting. You guys bring a very fresh perspective that I appreciate. Um, this is good. Felicia, you've got five votes. Send them. I will give four votes to Gypsy and one to the Millie ladies. Wow. Okay. Robert? I'm going to give three to the Millie ladies, two to Gypsy. Wow. Okay. Um, you guys ended up making this a little bit closer than than it was originally. Um, Gypsy won the public vote. So again, you guys uh, concur with the public vote, uh, advancing Gypsy to the next round. Um, but Gypsy won a little bit less than 60% of the uh of the public vote and i guess if you guys gave it six out of your 10 total votes you gave it about 60 percent. so i guess you know you pretty much agreed with what the uh with what the people had to say all right let's see what do we have next ah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. next is wicked from 2004 uh, versus Miss Saigon from, I think it's 2017. What is that? Yeah, 2017. Robert, you have a you have a sly look. What say you? <laughs> I'm about to make a lot of people mad. I oh, have a feeling. Because, <laughs> and I will say, again, I am one of the few who has never seen Wicked, and I don't, I'm not as familiar with the soundtrack, but I know the hits. I know the canon of it all, whatever. But Miss Saigon, full body chills. I I also have not seen that show, but is it is her name Ava Noblezada? Is the actress yep. who? Oh, I anything she does, sings, touches, looks at. I have like always been a fan of. It was like from within the first five seconds, you are just like, oh my god, you're leaning in. The stakes are high the entire time. The use of the set. The, it was just, they did what they had to do in under five minutes, and it was amazing. And Wicked, I thought it built very well. It was so cool. Like, it was cool. Like, you know what you're going to get with Wicked. Um, it was a solid performance, but like Miss Saigon, like Wicked is not touching touching her in the Tony performances. I don't, I'm not going to say I disagree, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, we can sit here now 20 years later and say, you know what you're going to get with Wicked. But in 2004, mm. they, they might not have known what they were going to get with Wicked. So, you oh. know, this performance is what they got. And it has since become a classic. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I disagree. Miss Saigon hits pretty hard. Uh, Felicia, you got anything to say? 
Yeah, I will agree. When I was watching the older uh, performances, I tried to at least keep in mind like the context that it's in and like what it would be like seeing that performance at that time versus seeing it now. But yeah, Miss Saigon, unwavering, powerful performance the whole time. Um, Wicked was great. Again, it was, I don't don't wanna say, um, I don't even wanna say I knew exactly what I would get with Wicked because I think I expected there to be more spectacle than there was. And like, yes, she was in the air and it was really, really cool, but I probably went in with higher expectations than what were met. And not to say that it was bad, but I think like Miss Saigon, I felt like I watched the show. I've never seen the show. I don't know Miss Saigon. And I don't want to, you know, like judge the performances based off of how much of the show they put on stage because it's it's a, it's an excerpt, you know? And performing for the Tonys is different than doing your full production. But I went on a journey with Miss Saigon. And I think to do that in such a truncated amount of time is really, really incredible. Um, so yeah, that those are my thoughts. This is, these are some strong feelings and I, I like it. That's what the pod is for. I think we should move to votes. Felicia, what are your votes? I'm gonna give five votes to Miss Saigon. Wow. Robert. I'm gonna double that. I'm gonna do five Miss Saigon as well. Wow. Oh, the people are gonna be peeved. Um, yeah, but well, but that's okay. That's okay. That's that. You know, sometimes life comes with you know stumbling blocks. Anyway, uh, Wicked won the public vote, sixty-two uh, percent to thirty-eight percent. It only needed you guys to give three total of your ten votes to it, but you gave ten to Miss Saigon, and you know what that means? That means Miss Saigon advances. Uh, so that's just the way that's how the world works all right that's and sometimes people just gotta listen anyway moving on to uh the orphan matchup annie 1977 versus newsies 2012 um I'll, I'll tell you, this one had a, had a similar vote breakdown to uh, Wicked Miss Saigon and actually the next matchup we're going to do. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you which way it went. So Annie Newsies, Annie 1977, like a 12-minute medley. Sorry. Keep going. Who's got something to say? I don't have that much to say. Um, I wish Annie did Hard Knock Life. I think I, maybe that would have been typical. But I was like, come on, give it to me. Um, I'm not like, I don't know if this is mean to say, but I'm not like crazy about child musical theater actors. Um, They kind of just sound shrieky to me. And so I wanted to enjoy it more, but the the middle section, I don't remember what it's called. The the lady in the purple dress who was upset that Annie is getting adopted by Mr. Warbucks their section i enjoyed i was like oh she's funny i'm having a good time um but overall i wasn't crazy about annie and newsies great choreography hello newspaper 
I spotted someone from one of the seasons of So You Think You Can Dance, and that was fun. Um, but yeah, also, I don't know. Like, it, it, Newsies didn't do that much for me either. So both of them, I was like, okay, you performed. That was cool. And that was pretty much it. So I'm open to being swayed on this one. I'm similar to you, um, Felicia, in that I don't have super strong opinions about these two. Annie, of course, that was another example of you're doing the whole damn show, but not the one song I really wanted to see. And unlike you, I honestly am a sucker for a good child performance in the Tonys. And I'll tell you, um, Annie did her thing, and so did the Little Orphans. So I like, I've really appreciated those, each vignette did what it needed to do. I think this being like a 10, 12 minute medley, in some ways it felt like it dragged and also like how barren the set was. Like maybe I wanted something more, like it felt like something was missing or it was just a little too long. Whereas Newsies, which I'm calling um, the tale of a thousand twinks, um, was just very, very impressive um, in terms of the choreography and the spectacle. Um, Willing to shave. (laughs) <laughs> willing to shave let that one sink in everybody because let's be honest um i thought it was just a little bit more fun like i'm imagining if i'm sitting at the tonys or i'm at home watching this because again a huge thing i'm like about the tonys is this is where a lot of people who like maybe aren't able to see broadway shows or just don't see theater much they're tuning in they're like oh i want to see this and like i've like newsies in the context or I think it just makes me want to see it because it's just so fun to watch them. Like when they got the newspapers and were slipping and sliding, absolutely. But then at the same time, in the context of Annie in 1977, I think that was the right year. I think that was fun too. Where I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, I I think I'm leaning newsies in this just because it had more fun spectacle, I guess. Yeah. So this this matchup when it when it comes to seating, um, this. If you think about March Madness, this would be the eight team versus the nine team. So it's kind of like middle team, like middle songs, like kind of whatever. So you it it validates my seating process that you guys are kind of like, eh. um so I still want you to vote though. Um let's let's see what happens when I ask you to. Uh Felicia. Um I'm going to give three to Newsies and two to Annie. Okay. Robert? I'm going to give four to Newsies and one to Little Orphan Annie. All right. So uh, Newsies won the public vote. Uh, It won the podcast vote. It advances to the next round uh, and our, our 1977 orphan departs. Uh, what is next? Let's see here. Um, okay. This is, uh, the next one is Once on This Island, uh, from 2018 versus Follies 2012. Um, we're, we're starting to stretch the margins a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, Robert, you seem potentially flabbergasted. Yeah, because this one, Once on This Island, it's a solid, like a thinking in the context of March Madness, it is a solid Elite Eight, if not Final Four um, performance. It's going to be so hard to beat. And I mean, I literally have a document open of the notes that I had for each show. And I have nothing written under Follies because Once on This Island, I was still thinking about it while watching Follies. 
And that's follies was I, I can't even tell you what happened. Because once <laughs> like when Alex Newell hits that whistle tone, it's done. It's done. And I think it was also like one of those ones that like it do, does so much with four minutes and it gives you a narrative. It gives you like full ensemble for the most part. The movement, the music, people on stage. I said I already love that. It's a sweep for me. Yeah. Felicia? <laughs> um yeah um i loved once on this island i've never seen it i've just seen like a couple of clips and have listened to some of the songs follies i don't know what follies is about um i did i will say again once on this island agree with everything robert said but i will say follies was fun on my notes under follies i said incredible legs in follies great legs great legs Great legs, really moving. Um, and I still enjoyed it, but up against once on this island, just A for effort. Yeah, so uh, Robert, to speak to what you said, uh, once on this island in, in theoretically would have been a, a three seat in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, on, the, in, on this corner of the bracket, uh, the color purple, how to succeed once on this island and uh ragtime are the top four um in the seating so felicia would you like to vote oh i'm first um yes you've been first each time we've done it i haven't <laughs> paid attention that well. <laughs> um i will give four votes to once on this island and one vote to follies Robert, you sticking with your clean sweep? I've got five for once on this island. Nothing for Follies, but again, eight for effort. Mm-hmm. And we know how far that goes. Yeah. Now, uh, perhaps predictably, uh, once on this island did win the public vote. Um, again, about uh, this one was about 62, uh, 63% to 37%. Um, with you guys voting in favor of it, it launches to the next round. Now, let's see here. This this was an interesting one. We have a matchup between Hairspray and Falsettos. Um, listeners and guests if you've watched any of the hairspray tony award performances they are like cave painting versions of what the performance probably actually looked like um the quality is awful meanwhile the falsettos performance the quality is like bizarrely incredible um so you know let that affect your perceptions however you like but uh let's hear from our guest judges I'll start. Um, this is like the eight nine matchup, right? Yes, this would be the the eight nine okay. matchup in the in the top right of the bracket. And what's interesting, I guess, is like with the eight nines, those are the ones I feel the least passionately about. Um, hairspray initially, <laughs> I love that you gave that disclaimer, Alex, because it felt <laughs> bright and all over the place. Um, and I was like, okay, then Matthew Mar- Morrison jump scare, but he was dancing for his life out there. So, cause I was like, that's, I did not connect the dots to that. He, I keep forgetting that he was on Broadway. Um, but I will say like by the end, like 
if you didn't know the song already, you knew what you were singing by the end. They, they win you over by the end with the spectacle and everything. So like, I was like, okay, you got me. And then falsettos overall, I thought it was really forgettable. Honestly, that's where I'll leave that. Felicia. Um, yeah. Hairspray fun, but I was like, I don't want to judge based off of the quality and I'm not because I, I feel like in general, like even if the quality were better, it just, it felt like a lot and it felt kind of disorganized. Um, and like the song is fun, the show is fun, la, whatever. But I was like, okay, anything else? It didn't do anything more than what I maybe would have expected. Um, and falsettos, I don't know falsettos. I still don't know falsettos after that performance. They didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting situation. Hairspray is like an all-time kind of classic. You know, if you have a mug from Broadway from the years, I don't know, 1999 to 2015, it's got like a Hairspray logo on it. And Falsettos is like very much for the the Broadway heads, like people people who are like really in it for the for the craft, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think we can move to votes here. Uh, Felicia? I will give... Four to hairspray and one to falsettos. And Robert? Same here. Four to hairspray, one to falsettos. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, interesting. Oh, wait. Oh, no, not that interesting. Never mind. Uh, hairspray won the public vote, so not interesting at all. You guys you, you guys agreed, you concurred with the uh, with the public. Uh, it won about two thirds to one third, um, beating falsettos about sixty six to thirty four, um, and uh, it'll it'll meet up with Spring Awakening next week, and we'll uh, see how that goes. Uh, Hairspray actually received more votes, like in total, than Spring Awakening did. So we'll see what happens next week. Oh. Okay, moving on to uh, the next closest matchup, which is not particularly close. Uh, It's between the opening from 2012, Neil Patrick Harris, What If, versus uh, American Idiot. I think that's 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, What say you two? Um, I'm curious... Okay, well, okay, I guess it's the opening of a show. It just was interesting that that is the only non-like musical theater performance that's at least on our side. I don't know about. I don't think there was any non. Uh, no, there are two for- openings on the other side. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't do enough research, but <laughs> um, this opening, like, it was cute, but it was kind of cheesy. I was like, okay, hi, get the bit. Um. I I think I I, I want to see like something from a show, um, an American Idiot. I've never seen it, never listened to it. It's not my particular cup of tea when it comes to genres of music. But I was like, they're giving me a show. They're doing something, and I felt like I got a sense of the show from that performance as well. Um, yeah, and I felt like they were trying to like say something rather than just. I don't know you're opening the show so like what much is there to say other than welcome to the tonys i don't know i like the american idiot more robert 
That's interesting because I, I mean, I came in thinking very similarly before watching both of them. Where I was like, the opening number, and I'm like not a huge Neil Patrick Harris person. I'm like, we'll see. But like, I wound up like enjoying and thinking it was like it was kind of meta and like self aware, but like it was fun and funny. I liked the cameos that it just felt very like random. But like by the end, I was like, that was fun. And with American Idiot, um, I mean, that was also really good. Um, every time that the camera would pan or like cut to the woman hanging upside down banging her head like the trapeze artist I like burst into laughter um and then like I mean uh like I I honestly at the end of the day I thought the opening one was like more unique and like stood out more for me than American Idiot um again I liked American Idiot it was giving more of a performance of and just like had more to say but overall in terms of like the performance grading them up against each other. I actually like the opening much more. This is interesting. And Felicia, this is part of why I'm so glad you're doing this with us because I, I feel like people who were like kids, like I was 16 when this happened, like who, who watched these Neil Patrick Harris, Tony awards, like revere them, like view, view these opening numbers with, like a, a passionate fervor that is is kind of unmatched for like regular performances. So I appreciate you saying that because I'm sure if you don't know shit about Broadway and you see Neil Patrick Harris get up there doing Neil Patrick Harris things, you might be like, I just want to, I just want to hear Frozen. Like I, I came to 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 hear Aladdin. I didn't come here for Neil Patrick Harris. So that's a, it's an interesting perspective. Um, and uh, let's see how it shakes out in the votes. This one, you might be split, guys. So let's let's see. Felicia, what do you got? I'm going to give three to American Idiot and two to the opening. Wow. Okay. Robert? I'm going to give four to the opening and one to American Idiot. All right. Cool. Um, so... Uh, just based on the, the the voting public crowd, I'm not surprised to say that uh, the opening had had more votes. Um, it also won about two thirds to one third, and you guys giving it six of your ten uh, advances it to the next round um, and uh, advances it to the next round. So now we're at an interesting juncture. Um, I realized that I didn't open the podcast by saying the five matchups that we wouldn't be talking about. So we have eight matchups left. Five of them have already been decided for you. And three of them, well, three of them we'll get to in a second. Starting from uh, on the top right of the bracket, uh, we're not going to talk about Guys and Dolls versus Grant Hotel. Guys and Dolls won the public vote uh, 76% to 24%. Kind of surprising to me. Nobody really knows Grand Hotel, but if you watch it, it's kind of a bop. Like it, it goes pretty hard. The so, legs were legging. Yeah. The legs were legging, and and I don't know Sesame Street, but apparently that guy is like uh, is on Sesame Street. I think his name is like Mr. Noodle or something. Um, I don't, I I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, guys and dolls beat Grand Hotel. Um, 
Waitress beat Cash Me If You Can, um, which, you know, the, the people love Waitress. Um, but the, the legs are lucky in Cash Me If You Can, too. Um, that's the only two in the top right. In the bottom right, the color purple uh, just smashed the band's visit. Uh, one about 80% to 20%. Uh, Rent beat once, um, 85 to 15 and how to succeed beat frozen um about the same 85 to 15 um so those five matchups we will not be talking about but that does leave three more and those three are school of rock versus hades town hamilton versus assassins and come from away versus ragtime um our, our guest judges know this, but our listeners don't know this, that um, for the song that is losing to win each of these matchups, uh, both of our judges would have to, like, in earnest, give the song that's losing all five of their votes. Um, so I'm just going to flat out ask the question, starting from our the, the first matchup that is like this in the top right. Um, Felicia. Would you give all five of your votes to School of Rock over Hades Town? No. Robert, would you give all five of your votes to School of Rock over Hades Town? Absolutely not. Okay. So Hades Town is, is going to advance here. Um and it will go up against whichever song you select for the next uh, next matchup. Felicia, would you give all five of your votes to Assassins over Hamilton? No. It's tough. Robert, would you no. give all five? <laughs> Incredible. We will talk about Hamilton next week against Hadestown, another... H.A. named uh, uh, Broadway musical. Now, on to, I guess, you know, our last matchup um, between Come From Away and Ragtime. This one was actually very close. And then I put the matchup on Instagram and uh, Come From Away got destroyed. Um... Ruchir brought up last week that there's a little bit of a dolphin show bias uh, in yeah. the electorate that the Northwestern faithful often choose musicals that were the largest student produced musical in America in con auditorium. Um, so it's possible that we're seeing some of that, but you know, can't go around changing the votes now. Felicia, would you give all five of your votes to come from away? I understand why it was um, a close race before Instagram, but I will not be giving all five of my votes to come from away. Robert, as a, as a, what do you what do you have to say? You were a lead in a production of Ragtime. Here's the thing. I know I have my bias. I think I even messaged you on Instagram saying ragtime needs to go through. And you're like, Robert, you are going to decide this. And I was like, I know, I just want to say that. Well, in watching Come From Away, I watched it twice too, like two times this past week. 
it is a very, very good performance. It's very it solid. Really is. It's a shame that it had to go up. Like some of these matches, I'm like, it really is a shame that they had to go up against like such heavy hitters. So I want to give Come From Away its flowers. I just want to say that, but I would not give it five of my votes. All right. Well, you guys breezed through this right side of the bracket, uh, especially compared to those chatterboxes last week. Now, starting from the top right, here are, here are our matches for next week. Um, and I forget. Well, well, actually, it's not for next week. It's for two weeks from now because we have to do the left <laughs> side of the bracket round two uh, next week. Forget who's doing this one. Start from the top right. We've got uh, Spring Awakening versus Hairspray. Uh, Guys and Dolls versus Gypsy 2003, Bernadette Peters. Waitress versus Opening 2012. Town versus Hamilton. Now moving to the bottom right, we've got The Color Purple versus Newsies. I think I know how that's going to go. Uh, Rent versus How to Succeed. It's going to be interesting. I've got some Gen X listeners. They might, they might pull for Rent. Uh, next is Once on this Island versus Hair. And finally, uh, Miss Saigon, which was the only song you guys gave all of your votes to, uh, versus Ragtime. Um, so good thing you guys don't have to choose it. Uh, you could just refresh the, the voting page and just vote as many times as you want, uh, in whatever direction you choose. Um, anyway, Wow. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, this is your opportunity to plug anything that you want to plug. Um, we're going to start with Felicia. Um, well, I just closed a show like a couple weeks ago. It was a world premiere called Alayo, a two-hander um, with Definition Theater in High Park, the most artistically fulfilling experience of my life. Whoa. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, by no exaggeration. It was it was really, really incredible. She was amazing in it. Thank you so much. Um wow. but yeah, That's the whole awesome. team, the folks who like really connected with it, it just it was it was such a blessing to do. And so now that I've closed that and I've returned from Los Angeles, I would like to plug rest on the podcast. Rest, get your sleep. It's daylight savings time. I'm pissed off because the day is over. So rest and drink water and eat a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some chocolate chip cookies here tonight in all likelihood. Uh, Robert, do you have any uh, anything to plug? Just, again, plugging Felicia as an individual and an artist. That show was amazing. Um, definitely seconding rest. Um, I, that's what I need a little bit of, a lot of bit of right now. If, if you know, you know. And Felicia and I are actually working on the second season of our web series, How to Love, right now. We have a writer's room and um, that features Mariah Copeland as well in season one. So I, it's never too late, never too early to watch season one of How to Love um, on Open TV or WeRO.TV. It's free to watch. Um, highly recommend because the second season is coming. Excellent. Wow. Oh, that's thrilling. That's so exciting. 
Uh, I have nothing to plug, uh, but I I hope everything everywhere all at once wins every Oscar all at once uh, tonight. That would be very fun. Um, anyway, friends, thank you for doing this with me. I appreciate it a lot. Um, let's see how the public reacts. I'm sure it'll be fine. And uh, everyone else who's listening, go vote. Thanks.